Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. <laughs> coverage panthers podcast thank you for making us a part of your day it has been a while but here we are i'm back football is back next weekend six days away we are going to have a week one i can't believe it's here hosting the the las vegas by the way it's so weird i mean so many different things happening like no, there's been no training camp. There's been no preseason. Um, and now the Raiders are, of course, in Las Vegas. So that is happening this weekend. One o'clock game um, on Sunday. So that, that's going to be a fantastic. Um, there would be any pressure. But here's the thing. If you start off the season 0-2, your chances to make playoffs drop to 13%. And who's right behind this Raiders game in week one? It's the Tampa Bay. There's a lot of 
a really bad year, and especially if Cam Newton has a great year, Carolina's moving off of Teddy Bridgewater this offseason. You've got a great quarterback draft class. I mean, everybody's paying attention to the top two. Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields. But you've also got Trey Lance sitting back there, and we haven't even had a college football season yet. There's going to be two, three guys that are going to pop this year in college football. I'd keep my eye on Chase Bryce, the quarterback over at Duke, and it's not just because I'm a Duke fan. It's because he's set behind Trevor Lawrence for so long, and now he gets David Cutcliffe, a quarterback guru, that he's going to come in, play for at least this year. And I think Chase Bryce could be one that pops off the screen. UNC's got a quarterback that could pop off the screen. There's a number of guys that we're not even talking about that are going to come into this quarterback draft class. So if Bridgewater isn't great... The Panthers are going to draft somebody this offseason. If he wants to have a long and lengthy career, he, they have to be at least promising. And if you win this weekend, you give yourself a chance. If you lose, though, now you got to go win next weekend in Tampa against Tom Brady to avoid falling to 0-2. And there's a lot of pressure on Teddy Bridgewater. Um, I also think there's a lot of pressure on Derek Brown and Phil Snow to show that the run defense has improved. And it's going to be very problematic because they have to game plan for Josh Jacobs, a very productive running back a year ago from Las Vegas. I think that is an incredibly tough thing to do. And I don't think John Gruden wants to pass the ball 30 plus times, despite the fact that they've got Henry Ruggs, this great new wide receiver weapon, I don't think he wants to throw because of Derek Carr. And, by the way, Marcus Mariota is questionable in this game. So you're going to see Josh Jacobs get a lot of carries this weekend. And I know John Gruden's looking at it going, listen, this was one of the worst run defenses a year ago. Sure, they drafted all defensive guys, but they also haven't had any time to really get into training camp or practice. They're not going to know what the heck to do. So we're just going to run Josh Jacobs right down their throat. And I think there's going to be an enormous amount of pressure on Derek Brown and Bill Snow week one to come out. And you, I'm not saying you have to just completely stop this run game in the tracks. But if we, if we watch this game on Sunday, and it's evident that the Panthers aren't putting seven guys minimum in the box to stop Josh Jacobs, and Josh Jacobs is just running all over them, Phil Snow's going to get a lot of criticism next week. And if, if Phil Snow is putting guys on the back to stop it and Derek Brown can't do it, well, listen, friends, I, I mean, Derek Brown, listen, Panthers just wasted a first-round pick on you. That will be the discussion is, is he a boss? Oh, my gosh. Now, I don't think he is. I don't think one week, one game is going to define his career. But there's going to be a lot in the NFL. They were it off. That's not going to be easy going for him in this game. They're going to have to find ways to get him into open space, and the Raiders just don't give you a lot of that. Well, again, if they come out in this game, home game, and the Panthers can't get the running game going, uh, listen, I like Christian McCaffrey as much as anybody, but now that you have been paid, now that you have been made the highest paid running back in the league, we don't know what we're getting from the passing game. We don't know what we're getting from the defense. The first four or five games of the season, if the Panthers are going to do anything, it will be because Christian McCaffrey led the team to the win. 
And if he can't do that, and I'm a huge McCaffrey guy, then is he worth the contract? That's going to be the discussion. And again, you lose this week, and you lose next week, you're 0-2, and your playoff chances are shot. Now, I think regardless of how they start the season, they're going to end somewhere between 7 to 9 wins. Now, the thing, though, is is you could be a 7-9 and nine team with a lot of momentum going into next year, or you could be a 7-9 and nine team, and we go, well, how did they even get to 7 wins? Are they just going to, you know, a couple wins late in the year against some bad teams? That's going to be the discussion. So the momentum piece, what they go into next year with, how we view Christian McCaffrey, Teddy Bridgewater, Phil Snow, Derek Brown, I think a lot hinges on this game. Now, who's under no pressure this weekend? For one, Matt Rule, absolutely no pressure. He can he can call the game however he wants. Because if it doesn't work out, but let me before we get to Matt Rule, real quick, let's back up a minute here. I think Marty Herney is also under a lot of pressure as well. If the Panthers can't at least show promise, they will move on from Marty Herney. And this is why I think Matt Rule is under no pressure. Because if this doesn't work out, all the blame this season will get put on Marty Herney. Nobody's going to blame Matt Rule. Because Rule, again, you get COVID, you don't have training camp, you don't have practices really. Um, it, it's a weird season, no preseason. It, he's going to get a pass this year regardless of what happens. And I like the guy. He's just going to get a pass. There's no pressure on him at all to win this game. He can call the game however he likes. But Marty Herney... Boy, if they don't win, he's going to get canned. Which means next year in the offseason, you get good draft picks. You bring in a new GM. They're going to draft new players. Matt Rule potentially gets a new quarterback. Like, listen, there's a number of people that we can pass around the blame game for a long time before Matt Rule is going to get any of it in this week one game. He's got absolutely no pressure. The other guy I don't think has any pressure is DJ Moore. If he's not productive, it's going to be because Christian McCaffrey got a lot of snaps. It's going to be because Bridgewater couldn't get him the ball. It's going to be because the Raiders have a good defense, or it's going to be because the Raiders one time a possession or, or whatever it is. Nobody's going to blame DJ Moore if he can't come out in this game and be great. Nobody's going to blame him at all. And it won't define his his season or his success one bit. So I think the people under a lot of pressure, Teddy Bridgewater, Bill Snow, Derek Brown, Marty Herney, Christian McCaffrey. People have no pressure going into this week. Matt Rule, DJ Moore, they get to play, they get to coach, play as free as they want, no pressure on them at all. Um let's move on uh to to this. Um I want to talk about the tight end issue. So there, there is now, now Ian Thomas is expected to play. Um, two hours ago, a report from CBS Sports. Um, Matt Rule said he believes that Thomas will be available week one against the Raiders. Now that's being reported as Ian Thomas is in line to play. But I mean, let me tell you, let me ask, like six days before the start of the week one game, and your coach is saying he believes he's going to be in line to play? That doesn't sound very reassuring. And I don't think Ian Thomas is a is going to be a great tight end. Maybe I'm wrong. I hope he surprises me. The, the problem is, is the Panthers' tight end position. It's the weakest tight end group in the NFL. 
It's Ian Thomas and Chris Manhartz, and that's it. They don't have anybody else to put at that position. So if Ian Thomas is injured, if he can't play, Chris Manhartz is going to get all the snaps? I think that's incredibly, incredibly problematic. Um, Excuse my cell phone going off there. I think that's incredibly problematic. And I think think the Panthers have to look and have to dig into the NFL free agency. And I don't know who they're going to get. I I have no idea who you go and get. Um, uh, Jordan Reed, I believe, is out there. Um, Charles Clay, I think, would be my first call. Because Charles Clay has been in this league for quite a while. He's never been a super high-end type of guy. And I wouldn't bring in Charles Clay with the expectation that he's going to be the starter. But I'd bring him in with the expectation of, all right, if Ian Thomas is hurt, Charles Clay can buy us a game here or there. Or if we need Ian Thomas to come out of play, Charles Clay can buy us a game here or there. I mean, the thing is, is let's just say Ian Thomas plays. With only two tight ends on the roster, how much are you expecting Ian Thomas to play with a hurt toe? And he's not even, I mean, he's not even a middle of the pack tight end. He Last year, he was last among tight ends in receiving yards. Starting tight ends. He was 32nd. He cannot be, um, he cannot be your go-to weapon right now. You lose Greg Olson, you can't bring in Ian Thomas and expect to be great at that position. And the problem is, is Teddy Bridgewater is reliant on those middle-of-the-field passes, five, six, seven yards down the field. He wants the easy checkdown plays. And with a team like Las Vegas, that's going to be the only way you open up the run game. I the one and I like a lot of what Marty Herney has done this year. I thought they had a very good draft, although it was a little bit different than I would have done it. I wouldn't have gone all defense, although I get why he did it. I wouldn't have done it. Um, what I don't understand at all about Marty Herney this offseason is how do you not and go address the tight end position? I mean, we we know. That David Njoku was available for a while. And yes, David Njoku returned to Cleveland. And I'm sure Cleveland won him, wanted him. But if Carolina... And I mean, the thing is, is, I don't know for sure whether or not Carolina didn't make a call. But if they didn't, if they did and they didn't get him, they should have said something like, hey, we were calling about the guy. You should have made it known to your fans, we understand this position's an issue. We're trying to address it. But instead... If I look at this offseason, it doesn't look like to me they even attempted to go get a tight end this offseason. And they've got to find somebody. I don't know who it is. I'm not saying it has to be a long-term option. But get me somebody on a one-year deal, minimum contract, whatever it is, bring them in to relieve Ian Thomas. Because this isn't going to fly. Um, The thing I like about Charles Clay that I'll say is this. Since 2011, he has not played in less than 13 games. The guy's just incredibly reliable. So if you're looking for a guy that can come in, not get hurt, I think he's your type of guy. Now, last year, 
Uh, he had 18 receptions on 24 targets, 237 yards, averaged 13.2 yards per pass or yards per reception, and had a touchdown. To boot. Um, he doesn't fumble the ball a lot. He's had three fumbles over the course of his career. Um, he's got close to 4,000 receiving yards over the course of his career. His highlight year um, was 2013, where he had a hundred. He had 69 receptions, nice, 759 yards, and six touchdowns. So that's the best he ever did. That was seven years ago. You're not going to get those numbers. But I think you got to have a guy that you can come in and say, can we get 15 receptions, 200 yards out of the sky? Charles Clay's your guy. And, and I mean, you're talking about one pass play. If he and he averages 10.8 yards per catch of a, a, a reception. So if that's the case and he's going to give you one reception a game, that's one first down a game from a player on your roster. I think it's worth the addition. I, I think they absolutely have to go and address this. I think that will be the most problematic thing about Carolina is the tight end position is so bad with the Panthers that John Gruden doesn't even have to pretend to game plan for it. They don't even have to pretend. I think that's very problematic for Carolina going into week one is we still have no idea, none, what the tight end position is going to look like the rest of the season. Um, let's talk about this game, um, between Carolina and Las Vegas. Um, so first let's look right now at the players that are questionable. This I think is problematic for Carolina questionable players, Eli Apple, Ian Thomas, Keith Kirkwood, Russell, Russell O'Kong, Seth Roberts, Tyler Larson, Zach Kerr. Um, now if Russell O'Kong does not play, that is very, very problematic. Um, I think now also players that will be out this week. Chris Reed, Christian Miller, Derek Thomas, Jordan Mack, Michael Plarty. Uh, no real surprises there. Um, Russell McCunn has to play this week. If the Panthers have any chance of winning, they can't be out another offensive lineman. It, it just can't. This is too good of a defensive line. Um, you're talking about you're talking about a team that's very good against the run. You're talking about a team that wants highlights. They want to sack uh, Bridgewater. You can't, Russell O'Kong cannot miss this game and this team still find a way to win. Um, also, I think Eli Apple is one of the few experienced players you have in this defense. Um, he may not be your typical highlight lockdown uh, cornerback, but he's a very important player. Both of those guys have to play. And then I think Ian Thomas too, He's got to play. Now, from the Raiders' point of view, um, Damon Arnett is questionable. Marcus Mariota, also questionable. Um, and, and that's a big one, too. Because if, if we know there's been a lot of friction between Derek Carr and John Gruden. And so now, if Derek Carr comes out and gets flustered by a young, what should be a, um inexperienced defense, if he gets flustered and Marcus Mariota isn't available... He's now going to go to Nathan Peterman as his next best option. So they're going to have to grind this one out together. He's not going to do that. Um, so I think for for Carolina, if they want to win this game, I, I think the opportunity to win is early. I think it's early. You got to find a way to stop Derek Carr. You got to find a way to force a couple of turnovers, frustrate John Gruden, make them feel a little bit desperate. The Raiders, this is a very important year for them. 
This is a very important year for them. And if they if they lose this game, their season could go off the rails real quick. I mean, real quick. There's a lot of pressure on John Gruden to win. There's a lot of pressure on Derek Carr to be really good. Um, and, and now they've added Henry Ruggs to the equation, who's a very talented wide receiver. They've got the running back situation figured out, I think. The, the Raiders, make no mistake, the Raiders are coming into this game with a... a all business mentality. They want to come and take care of business, leave with the win. So I, I think if Marcus Mariota isn't available, that becomes a very key, oh crap, what do we do? And this is where I think, this is why I think Josh Jacobs is going to get a bunch of carries is because I don't think John Gruden wants to find out what happens if he puts the game in Derek Carr's hands. I don't think he wants to do that. He wants to jump out to like a 10-0 quick lead and then just hang on the rest of the game and play time of possession and keep it away from Bridgewater. Um, and, and really just shut down McCaffrey. Uh, if you look at the over-under here, it's 47.5. The line here, Las Vegas minus 3. Um, again, my prediction, I don't, I don't like that line. I don't, um, again, if I were a betting man, I would take Carolina with three points at home. You're bringing in a Las Vegas team away from home. They don't really even have a home right now. They, they don't, I mean, they, they really don't have any sort of identity. I think that's problematic. Putting them into a new city, I think is going to be a tough ask this year. Um, and now they're going to come into Charlotte. So I think the Raiders are going to win. And the reason I think the Raiders are going to win is just because I think they are, they've got the chemistry piece. They've got the organization piece in that they're coming into this game knowing Josh Jacobs is going to get a bunch of carries. They know what they're going to get with Derek Carr. They know they've got a good run defense. With the Panthers, I have no idea what I'm getting. I don't know what I'm getting from, from Teddy Bridgewater. I, I like the receivers, DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, Curtis Samuel. But at the same time, it, it's going to be dependent on the offensive line to block for Bridgewater and dependent on his ability to get the ball out to the receivers. I also have no idea what I'm getting from Matt Rule as an NFL coach. This is uncharted territory for him. And I think the experience of a head coach, the experience of a team that's been together for a little bit and adding some new players, despite... The fact that they're not playing, they they don't really have a home yet, and that they're brand new to Las Vegas. They're still trying to figure that part out of it, and they're playing on the road. I still think that's going to be too tough for Carolina to come back and win. So I've got the Raiders winning, but I think it's going to be really close. I think it's going to be like 24 23, and that's right in line, by the way, with that over under. Um, as well, really, the over under here it, it would basically be saying like they think the Raiders are going to win uh, twenty five to twenty two. Um, so I, I think it's going to be twenty four twenty three. Uh, Raiders get the win, and I I'm going to take Carolina on that plus three line at home. Um, oh, it's going to be a very fun game, and I'm excited to see what we do um, it, it, with Week One and brand new coaching staff and, and all of that. It's going to be very fun. Um, I think that's really about it. Um, Panthers did cut the roster down this past week. No real surprises there. Um, now, it was announced about a week ago that there will not be any fans at the home opener against the Raiders. Um, so there's not going to be any fans. And how does that affect home field advantage? You know, I don't know if this um, 
will translate into the NFL or not. But I watched a lot of college football this weekend. I'm going to watch some more today. And what I will tell you is what I've seen so far in terms of the lack of fans compared to what you would normally have is it doesn't really seem to be altering the game very much. It still it, it still feels like teams have a home field advantage. I think a lot of the home field advantage, and not to take anything away from you fans, but I think a lot of it has more to do with the familiarity of you know what city you, you're in, you know what stadium you're playing in, you know what turf or grass or whatever you're playing on, you fully understand that. And if you're on the road, that's completely foreign to you until really just a day or two before it, before the game starts and you get your team um, to the facility. So I think the lack of fans, it, it maybe takes away a little bit from the home edge a team would normally get. I don't think it takes away a lot though. And so that that's why I think still plus three at home um, I, I mean, essentially, so if you take plus three at home, all right, so I mean, a home field advantage in the NFL, I think is probably worth about four points. So you're telling me that the Raiders would be a seven point favorite if this game were on a neutral field. And I think the Raiders are really good. I don't think the Panthers are as bad as everybody else thinks. So I don't think the Raiders are a seven or seven points better than the Panthers on a neutral field game. So I think this home field advantage, I think it still exists. I think it's still going to play into it. Maybe it takes away a half point from what it used from what it used to be in Vegas. But if you watched college football this past weekend, it really didn't change from what it's been in years prior. Home field advantage still held some meeting. And tonight, um, by the way, the betters are all over this as well. Tonight, BYU is playing at Navy. That line was at plus two before the weekend. Now we've had those games. The line has shifted to plus one. So people have been betting Navy now, getting those points at home with an underdog. So I again, does it translate to the NFL? I have no idea. You're dealing with, in college, you're dealing with 18 to 22-year-olds. In the NFL, you're dealing with 23 to 33-year-olds. It's a different aspect, but... I mean, so far what we've seen, it doesn't look like there's any reason to believe why the home field wouldn't play some part in this piece. Watch the Thursday night game with Houston and Kansas City. I think it's going to tell you a lot about what you're going to see this weekend. I do. Um, all right. I'm excited about this weekend, though. I, I think the Panthers are going to be a really pesky team. I, I think Bridgewater is going to have moments, although I think he's also going to struggle. There's a lot of reasons to leave Bridgewater and this offense will struggle, but I think we'll have moments. Um, I, I, I think if Carolina is to win this game, Christian McCaffrey has to have a big game. And we're talking 130 yards rushing, 40, 50 yards catching. It's going to have to be a big game from C-Mac if the Panthers are to have any chance of uh, beating the Raiders. Raiders are a good are a good team. I think they're a little dysfunctional for them to be consistent. But week one, I mean, you know, week one, John Gruden is looking to make noise. He he wants to show he wants to show himself. Um, yeah, he he does not want to leave Charlotte with with a with an L as they head back to Las Vegas for their home opener next week. They he doesn't want to do that. Um, so I think there's a lot of pressure on him, a lot of pressure on Derek Carr. Be a fun game. All right. Thank you guys for joining me. We will um, hopefully going to be back next weekend. So I'll tell you a little reason for just the uh, absence here. Honestly, has just been 
my schedule has been absolutely hectic these past several weeks. And I'm hoping, um, although I'm very appreciative for the business I've gotten, um, I am hoping at least it will slow down a little bit over these next few weeks. Um, but I mean, it, it has been literally every weekend, every night, um, just more and more work. And this was the first week and I really got a chance to take a step back from that, which is why I'm back in the saddle today. Um, so we do hope to be back. Um, if you haven't already, I've got a new podcast out. It is called Moneyline. We break down, my friend Ben King and I break down five games every week. We break down five college football games and we give you our analysis and our prediction for those games against the spread. So go and look that up on your favorite podcasting software. It is Moneyline. This is the Full Press Coverage Panthers podcast. Have a good night. <laughs>
they're also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.